Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by our friends at CBDMD because getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. To make it even easier to get the year started off right, they are offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. Back in the chair, a little weekend episode of Locked on Bucks. I'm excited to be here. For those that are listening to the show for the first time, uh, I'm the usual host. I'm here Monday to Friday. Uh, We sprinkle in a few weekend episodes from time to time. uh, And I'm doing this today because I need to shout out my good friend, Justin Garcia, who has been filling the void, helping me out and post-game pods while I've been working at the Australian Open, the Australian Open finishes today. I've got one shift left at Melbourne Park at the tennis, and then I'm back on board with the Bucks, which is going to be fun because it's been, uh, let's just say, an interesting stretch for the Milwaukee Bucks. But after the, the Bucks lost that second game to Toronto, I texted Justin during the game and said, listen, man, I cannot possibly ask you to do another post-game pod well after midnight after another uh, let's be honest, terrible performance against the Toronto Raptors. The Bucks at that point had lost five games in a row. So I said, I'm going to make it up on the weekend. Uh, we'll get a little pod here. I'll uh, throw out a couple of my thoughts from what we've been seeing over the last week or so. And then from tomorrow, Monday, uh, as you would be listening to this, then it's going to be business as usual. The Bucks homestand will continue. I'll be on board with the show uh, daily. And I really can't wait. I've missed doing the podcast uh, despite the fact that uh, perhaps for my own sake, it was a, kind of a, a nice time to miss this longest losing streak since 2017 uh, and particularly the couple of losses at the end, which were uh, more puzzling than we would have liked against the Raptors. So I'm going to get into that a little bit today. Before I do, the Bucks did get back on track against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday night. It was a back-to-back and... You know, the way I would describe this win is relieving, no doubt. Number one, there was probably a sense of relief from Bucks fans as Milwaukee did win this one, but it wasn't pretty. And sometimes during the regular season, when you find yourselves in this slump, when you find yourself in a funk like this, you've just got to find a way to get a win. And the Bucks did that. They did that behind Giannis, who had a a really big night. He carried the team certainly through the first half when the Bucs couldn't get a bucket to save themselves, uh, only 46 points in the first half for Milwaukee. It was that kind of night all along, but the Shackles did 
open up a little bit or get released a little bit, I should say, if I get my terms right here. In the third quarter, the Bucks looked a little bit more like themselves out of the halftime break, a quick 12-0 run to start the third quarter, and the game really wasn't that close from there, despite the fact the Thunder tried to threaten late in that one. Giannis had 29 points, 19 rebounds, 8 assists in this one, 10 for 20 from the field, 8 for 10 from the free throw line. So after missing a few against the Raptors the day before, uh, Giannis got on back on track from the free throw line, which was nice to see. Middleton added 20 points to go with 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, still not shooting the ball all that well, Chris. He is in a little bit of a regular season slump right now by his standards. I'll talk a bit more about Chris, particularly in relation to uh, the the Raptors mini series, I guess, if you want to call it. And then DJ Augustine, who we will give some props as well, had 11 points uh, in his first start for the season. And generally, I thought, ran the offense pretty well. Overall, the Bucks really, again, struggling to shoot just 40% from the field, 32% from three. Uh, but having said that, a win is a win. They needed to do that. And sometimes you've got to win ugly and Milwaukee did that, remembering that still no Drew Holiday in the lineup, who is uh, not with the team due to the health and safety protocols. This continues to be uh, something that is is obviously causing a little bit of distress for Bucks fans because we have found uh, some of the limitations that this team has, particularly at the guard position. As far as news around the NBA today, uh, Boogie Cousins uh, being released by the Houston Rockets is certainly... Yeah, noteworthy. I mean, he's still a noteworthy name, despite the fact he's really been off the radar for the last few years. I did get a tweet from Lumberjack on Twitter. It says, uh, does Boogie Cousins make any sense for the Bucs to pursue? Not sure if slash how he could fit in the cap, but curious since the Bucs could use another big outside Bobby Portis. I mean, to me, this is pretty simple. If you are someone, and I know that this sentiment is certainly rising among Bucs fans, if you are someone who believes that Brooke Lopez is... Uh, too slow or starting to lose some of that athleticism or mobility that he's had defensively, then you're not going to want to see Boogie Cousins out on the floor. It's a real shame. I've always been a Boogie Cousins fan. Clearly, he's still got some offensive skill. He's not going to lose that. He just doesn't have the ability to move the way that he used to. He had one big game earlier this season. I think off the top of my head, it was something like 27 points and 15 rebounds, which was fun to see. But on a nightly basis, not only can you not rely on Boogie Cousins to stay healthy, he's not mobile enough to make a difference on this defense. And again, we've seen it. Brook Lopez could do a lot more offensively, but he doesn't because the Bucs have enough offensive weapons that to me, any type of thought that you may be having of adding Boogie Cousins is kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of pointless. To me. So that would be my answer. I'm sure there will be some Bucks fans out there that will disagree and will want Boogie Cousins on the Bucks. But to me, uh, I'm just not buying that that would be any type of uh, difference maker. I think it's more likely that he ends up on a team like Babs Brooklyn, Babs the Lakers. I'm not sure. But sadly for Boogie Cousins, again, a guy that I've liked over the journey, I just don't think that he is a player that's going to have an impact on a contender at this point in his career. And uh, we were actually just DMing about this in our group, and Frank uh, did point out, only 30, Boogie. Hard to believe. It really, once the injuries started to come, they really came thick and fast for Boogie. We know he's had quad, he's had the knees, at the Achilles. Uh, he's been through it all. So, yeah, for me, uh, it doesn't really make any sense to add uh, Boogie, even if it was just as a, as a 15th guy uh, later on in the season. We know the Bucks are going to be able to squeeze in one more player. Uh, Boogie Cousins, uh, to me, the Bucks have far 
greater issues than trying to add uh, someone like that to the roster. If they want a big, they probably want someone that's a little more athletic, a little more mobile, that can defend, that can switch, uh, that type of thing. So Cousins is a no for me. And before I move on to uh, Bud, uh, listen, a lot of talk about Bud on the uh, old Twitter machine right now. And also uh, Chris Milton, I want to talk about betonline.ag. I'm not sure whether the Bucks five-game losing streak may have affected their championship odds, but uh, if you want to find that out, the only way to go or the only way to do that is to go to betonline.ag because football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts We've got you covered here Monday to Friday with the Milwaukee Bucks, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Chris Middleton, and this will tie into a lineup change that the Bucks made yesterday, bringing DJ Augustine into the starting lineup. So Chris Middleton in the two games against Toronto, uh, just 24 points combined on nine for 21 shooting. Uh, that 10.5 field goal attempts per game is well down on his season average of 15 shots per game. And let's be honest, if the Bucks are going to win games without Drew Holiday in the lineup, which we don't really have any indication yet of when Drew is going to be back. Uh, There's been no update. I know uh, Drew Holiday was actually on the the active list for yesterday's game, but that was purely just for numbers reasons. He's not with the team. He wasn't at the arena. He's not going to be playing. That's the word we've got from Mike Budenholzer right now. So who knows whether he even returns on this homestand. I know there's been some talk, well, it's been 10 days or whatever it's been. I mean, we don't know how he's feeling, number one. And that's the main thing. So this is just something that there is no hard and fast rule on when a player comes back. So for now, Drew Holiday is out of the lineup. And if the Bucs are going to continue winning games, they need more from Chris. He was really bad. You don't hear me say that too often, but he was. He was terrible against the Raptors. I thought, or I found it interesting, the way the Raptors defended him, though. And certainly over the last couple of years, the Bucs have had some big games against the Toronto Raptors. We've had the opportunity to talk to Nick Nurse and hear his thoughts on this Bucks team, what they do well, uh, where he thinks that he can exploit them. The one thing that always stands out to me with Nick Nurse is the way that he speaks about Chris Middleton. When he talks about the Bucks, he almost talks about Chris and Giannis on the level playing field in terms of how he has to scout against this Milwaukee team. And again, I think that is a credit to the way Chris has continued to evolve from um, you know, a pretty good player to a legitimate all-star caliber player. And the shots that he can create for himself, if he gets in one-on-one situations, it's very, very difficult to stop Chris Middleton getting to his spots. And it always stands out to me when Nurse says that about Chris. He goes, how is it difficult to defend him? It's difficult to defend Chris Middleton because he just finds ways to get to spots where he's comfortable, where most players in the league don't go. And that is in the mid-range. That is back to the basket, turn around, baseline fadeaway shot that we know he just makes look so easy 
the way that Chris Middleton plays the game is a little bit confusing for other teams because there's just not that many players out there like him. So what the Raptors did the other day, uh, anytime Chris Middleton had the ball, and I'm talking when the ball was in mid-flight, even just trying to get to Chris Middleton, there was a double, a hard double on him straight away. The idea of that was to, A, not let him get comfortable, B, get the ball out of his hands, and then three, obviously, force him into some tough shots. I think all three of those things worked. I, I felt a little bit bad for Chris, mostly because he didn't really have any other help in that game. There was Giannis, and then the other role players didn't really stand up. I think it really exposed the Bucks' lack of uh, half-court shot creation, half-court ball handling when you don't have Drew Holiday out there. I think we all have sat here and said that we've loved the way Bryn Forbes has played uh, so far this season. And certainly, he's shot the absolute shit out of the ball. He's been fantastic. I, I'm, I've been probably more impressed with Bryn Forbes than I expected to be so far this season. So this isn't a knock on Bryn Forbes. And no, it's not a knock on Dante DiVincenzo either, who I, I feel like Bucks fans are starting to turn on. But right now, where Dante DiVincenzo is in his game, and really who Bryn Forbes is, the limitations of what they can do with the ball in their hands were well and truly exposed by the Raptors, who really didn't care about leaving those guys and thought, listen, if we can shut down Chris Milton, there's a big chance we're going to win this game. Giannis will put up his big numbers, but do we care about the other guys out on the floor? Not really. And in many respects, it was kind of a throwback to what we've seen against the Raptors in previous seasons where Eric Bledsoe has really been a non-factor. And it was the same again. So I couldn't help but think, even though it was frustrating to see Chris Milton struggle, even though you want him to just be able to play through this double, I mean, that's asking a lot. Let's be real. If you're watching the game, you saw the way he was being defended. You saw that the Bucs didn't have many other options. I was personally watching the game thinking, hmm, this is actually interesting to me. And this is what gives me some optimism about this team and their half-court offense in the postseason because when, when Drew Holiday is there, you are going to have to make a decision. If you want to throw a, a hard double at Chris Middleton like that when you also have Giannis on the floor and you also have Drew Holiday on the floor, then the calculus changes a little bit because Drew Holiday clearly is a guy that can create off the dribble, can get his own shot. We know what Giannis can do if he's in a one-on-one situation. So then, as you sort of, as I sort of discussed this, the math changes. So that's why, yeah, it was awful. It was a really difficult performance to watch for Chris Middleton over those two games. And the Bucks. I think it was all amplified by the fact that the Bucks desperately needed to, to win. You know, they're in a winning streak. You don't want to uh, extend that winning streak to five games. But I did look at that and say, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how they defend Chris Milton, how they defend Giannis, and also Drew Holiday when they're all in, their, uh, in the same lineup. But I, I think that that game and the way that Chris was defended certainly prompted the Bucks to say, okay, we need a true point guard in the lineup. We need someone who can shift the defense a little bit. And Dante and Bryn Forbes weren't doing that. I know DJ Augustine hasn't exactly had a fantastic start to his tenure with the Milwaukee Bucks, but the move to bring him into the starting lineup did make sense to me. And I'm not saying this now because DJ played well, but I did tweet this at the time because I think it was to be expected, the response. I tweeted out that you know DJ was going to be starting. Bucks fans largely were like, what the hell is going on? Firebud, do this, the Bucks suck, this is the worst. DJ Augustine played pretty well. 
and he didn't have to do a lot to play well. He knocked down a couple of open threes. But the thing that he was able to do that I think just really opened up the entire offense, allowed Chris to, to find some space, get some, get some of his good looks off, despite the fact he was only 7 for 18. I really liked the looks that Chris got in this game. And I think more than anything, DJ Augustine just shifted that defense. He could run a pick and roll. He can at least penetrate. We know he hasn't been finishing well near the basket, but he at least asked questions of the defense that I don't think Bryn Forbes has been doing. And really, to be honest, I don't think uh, Dante DiVincenzo has been doing either. So, you know, ultimately, again, I'll keep saying this. I don't really care too much about the results without Drew Holiday. If the Bucks don't have one of their big three in the postseason, they're not winning anything anyway. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they struggled against the Raptors. There's no doubt about that. You wanted them to win. But if they don't have Drew Holiday in the playoff series against the Raptors, I don't think they're going to win either. I mean, that's, that's where I am at with this team. That might be frustrating or that might be disappointing to uh, too many, but that's just where I see this team. They, they traded some of their depth last season to get a better starting five, a better half-court option, a better starting point guard on offense and defense. They've clearly done that. They've improved the top end of the roster, which is what everyone agrees you need to do to win in the postseason. So if you don't have those guys, yeah, you're going to suffer a little bit. And I think that we saw that, uh, and again, uh, that's not making excuses for Chris. Again, you you know, you're talking about a two-time all-star here. Uh, he does need to be better. But as we all know, uh, there is a certain section of people that will take any poor performance to pile on on Chris Milton. Uh, I, I'm not quite in that boat, as you guys all know by now. Uh, what about Built Bar, though? We've got to talk about them because there is a flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar. Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend, 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, preservative-free, and for a limited time only. So order now at BuiltBar.com. And you know if you use the promo code uh, locked on, you can also get a fantastic deal at Built Bar, the deal that we've always got running on this show. Just go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on, and you get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off at builtbar.com with the promo code locked on. Oh, look, I'm a little bit late here because I'm recording this on the weekend, but uh, go back and listen to Friday's Locked On NBA podcast with Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Maras of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it would be remiss of me not to bring up Mike Budenholzer, who... Uh, if you are on Twitter, you may have noticed everyone kind of looks the same at the moment. Everyone seems to have the same uh, display pic, uh, avatar. I don't know what they call it on Twitter. But the people have turned on Mike Budenholzer again. Clearly, this has happened on the back of the five-game losing streak. Uh, again, not to play down the losing streak, but certainly the first two games of that streak, you lose on the last shot that you have a chance to win. Uh, I thought that was great development to give Giannis that shot in Phoenix, but you lose that game. Eh, whatever. Next game, you get steamrolled by the Utah Jazz, who is steamrolling everyone in the in the league. Eh, it's going to happen. They're beating literally everyone. The last three games of the of the losing streak certainly were troubling. Again, the fact that Drew Holiday is not there is a factor. Perhaps the biggest thing that bothered me, though, was the second game against Toronto. 
I can't really remember the Bucks showing a lack of effort like that, a visible lack of effort. It just looked like they weren't that interested in playing. Now, when you are coming off a six-game road trip and there's lots of travel and we're in unique circumstances where you can't exactly enjoy yourself when you're out on the road, and you know we know the Bucks aren't big nightclub goers, but you can't go out for dinner, you can't maybe meet friends or family that you have in different cities. It's just a different environment. So we see this every year. Teams go through slumps in the regular season. The Bucs have done it in the past, but they've generally been able to win. But there's been games where we've said, geez, they're not playing too well. I was probably more so troubled that the energy or the lack of energy was there so visibly, given the fact that they were or they had lost four games in a row. You know, from time to time, you can forgive a team for putting up a, a really shitty performance and you look at the schedule and say, yeah, look, they've been working hard. That makes sense. That checks out. But when you are on a four-game losing streak, you would like to see that effort level rise a little bit higher than where it was. So, yeah, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed with that game. I just don't know how much of that I can tie to Bud. And, and I'm honestly grappling with this. And I understand. I have people in, you know, tell me on Twitter all the time that you know, I'm too easy on Bud or, or you know, whatever, whatever the, the reason you want to say. But when I look at this team and, and the way that they've played at times, I'm like, well, look at the way that they are defending. I mean, I, you can't tell me that it's being coached into this team to overhelp dramatically and give up wide open threes. This isn't the Bucks aren't giving away threes the same way that they have previously. So everyone wanted Bud to adjust, and he's done that. It hasn't quite worked out yet. And I think Frank Madden was the one that pointed out the fact that perhaps the concerning thing if you're the Bucks is the more that they try these new things, that's when they tend to look the most confused. But that's why you do that in the regular season and you have the whole season to try and figure it out. I just don't think that it should be overlooked either that the Bucks aren't practicing right now and no team in the league is practicing. So it's not like this is just unique to Milwaukee. But it is true that the Bucks, to me, look like a team that need a couple of solid practice sessions to really knuckle down on what it is they're trying to do and figure out how to switch and figure out why they are overhelping. And listen, Giannis is maybe the number one culprit on the team. You go back and watch the games. If you watch defensively and just keep your eyes on Giannis at times, he gets caught ball watching. He gets sucked into the ball looking for the block, one easy pass to the corner, wide open three. So it's not just... The slow-footed Brooke Lopez. It's not just DJ Augustine who you think sucks on defense. To me, this is a team-wide problem right now. I'm just not buying that. I saw a little bit of sentiment in this. I'm just not buying that Bud has lost the team in the locker room. I don't think that's the case. And admittedly, I'm not there this year. I'm not in the locker room. And even if I was in Milwaukee, I wouldn't be. But we're not allowed to do that for obvious reasons. But the one thing that I've always said about Bud, you can talk about his X's and O's and his in-game coaching. But he's always been a guy, whether it's in Atlanta, whether it's in San Antonio, whether it's in Milwaukee, the players love him. He's a player's coach because he does look after the players' needs on and off the court. He takes care of them. He listens to them. So I don't think that Bud has lost this team. That's not one of my concerns. I can certainly understand why people think, well, just just get rid of him. If you don't think that he's going to be the coach to, to win a championship this year, then get rid of him now. Fine. If, if that's your opinion, like that's that's a totally fine opinion to have. I've been of the the sort of the standing that if the Bucks don't reach the, at least the Eastern Conference Finals this year, then Bud will be gone either way. An old friend of ours, old resorter, did mention on Twitter that 
you know, he sort of just compared it to the Jason Kidd situation and he didn't say that they are, they are similar situations, but just, just for comparison's sake, thinking back to Jason Kidd. And I just think it's a different situation in terms of firing Jason Kidd and, and Mike Budenholzer. Obviously, the team's on a different level right now, but I did have concerns around Jason Kidd that if the Bucks had have somehow found a way to sneak a playoff win at that point, which would have been a historic first-round win, then Jason Kidd could have find him, found himself with the team for another couple of years because he did that. Jason Kidd carried the Bucks to a first-round playoff win. Unbelievable. But I, I don't think... He, he's been here two years. He's had the regular season success. If the Bucks don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, I would be pretty shocked if Bud is around next season. So I guess the question you have to ask yourself is whether or not you think the things that the Bucks are trying out now, and a lot of people don't want to admit it, a lot of people don't want to admit that they're trying things. The people, a lot of people don't want to admit that all the things that they complained about in the offseason are now coming to fruition. It's just not working perfectly. A lot of people said it doesn't matter about the regular season as long as they're trying things and you lose games. It's the way it's panning out. The Bucks are still a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. Despite the fact, obviously, they've had a five-game losing streak. They've lost Drew Holiday for the health and safety protocol. This is a very weird season. There's, like I mentioned, the traveling on the road is different. There's no fans in the arena. This is a very different season. So to be trying all these different things and understanding that you need to have a different perspective when it comes to the postseason, you need to play your players more, your star players more, which is what the Bucks are doing. It might just not work out as, as best as you would hope to start the season. I'm still of the belief that this struggling patch for the Bucks early in the season is good. Find out what you've got to improve. There's no point pulling the wool over your eyes and thinking, oh, no, we're fine. We're a great team. We're winning all these games. This is fantastic. You may as well lose games. Lose games for the roster and find out the deficiencies you have, which for mine is the guard position for the Bucs, and there's still a big question mark over the big men as well. The Bucs could potentially make a trade, of course. We're going to discuss that more in future weeks, but they also have the buyout market to try and add a guy as well. So for mine, the Bucs roster needs help. I just don't know whether firing Mike Budenholzer right now is going to give you the result you think it will. And that's okay. We can disagree. I always say this. I'm more than happy to disagree. As long as the people that have the, the fire bud display picture up understand that there is going to be no reasoning. Like there's nothing that I can say that will convince you guys that that's, um, bud shouldn't be fired. So as long as we understand that we you know, don't necessarily see eye to eye on this one, then that's totally fine. But as I said, I understand why people have that frustration and feel that way. I think the Bucks are just going to work through this. And I think that they will. And I also just truly believe that, you know, changing coach isn't going to win the Bucks a title this year. I think it's, they're going to need a bit of luck. They're going to need some excellent play from Drew, Chris, and Giannis. The offense is fantastic. They've just got to continue to work through the teething problems that they are, they are legitimately suffering through uh, as the season rolls on. But this is going to be an ongoing conversation. I have no doubt about that because uh, I just don't think that... Uh, I don't think that the fans are going to get their wish. Let's say that. That would be my sense of this situation right now unless things, unless the bottom really dropped out of this, which I don't think anyone really wants to see at this point. The Bucks' homestand will continue. Some really winnable games coming up for Milwaukee, starting with the Sacramento Kings on Sunday night. So I'll be back post-game after the Bucks and the Kings. We're going to wrap this up. I won't be by myself. Maybe Frank, maybe me and Frank can catch up for a while. As always, give me all the feedback you have from this podcast, including my thoughts on Bud. Let me have it. 
Rip into me if you need to. Do what you need to do. Air it out on Twitter. You can get me at Kane Pittman. Until then, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll see you guys after Bucks Kicks. <laughs>